Hey, hey everyone, welcome back to Draco's Den. I know it's been a little bit since the last episode, but had to come up with something to talk about. And I actually do have a few updates, so we will be doing a quick show to do some updates. First thing I'm going to update on is status of my writing, my books. There is a book currently set for release before the end of this year. I haven't settled on an exact release date yet. I do have to finish up the edits um, and the cover for it and then arrange for blog tours and all that fun stuff that I have to do with every book because I am, of course, self-published and all that fun stuff gets done by me. I don't have an agent. If somebody has an agent, though, y'all can feel free to send it my way because I'd love to pawn some of this off on somebody else. But anyway, that that book um, was is pretty much done. Like I said, I just I just need to do some edits and see if there's a couple of things I want to add to it, and then we'll get started on the release for that one. I had mentioned, I think, in a previous book or on a post somewhere, I don't know, because I mentioned things in so many different places, that I had found a book that I've been sitting on for about four years that I hated at the time that I finished it, and it was because of some of the events that I had transpire in the book that were, hmm, let's just say unsettling. But after I reread the book, I thought that it was okay to put out, except for one thing. I forgot the original reason I actually put it on hold was not because I hated it, but because it needed a book to take place before it. So for once, I'm writing a little out of order. I need, I, I've already written book two in the series, but I need to go back and write book one to establish the groundwork for book two. And then I might add a little bit to book two to flush it out a little bit more. It's already a fairly lengthy full-size novel. So if I add any more to it, it'll just, uh, well, I don't have any qualms about the size of the novel as long as I feel the story is complete. So working on that one, that one is going to be the series called Journeys, which my brother, of course, Jeremy will um, remember because he's done the editing on the book that's already done already and he wanted me to release it I just didn't like it um so that's next in the world of writing the only other thing I'm working on of course is a poetry book and that's just waiting on more poems to hit my head and then for me to organize it all and put it out um but until that's done I mean that's pretty much what I have to update on the writing aspect. Um, next topic I'm going to cover here is the fostering situation. That makes the most sense to cover at this point. There have been changes and my living situation is about to change. So let's um, start with the obvious. I am going to move from where I am in St. Louis, Missouri, to Phoenix, Arizona, in a month from today, honestly. Um, I have been debating over this move for the past year, year and a half, or whatever. I have delayed it for over a year at this point because of the situation with my foster children and at one point being asked to take guardianship of the youngest one and had, you know, I'd been waiting to see if that would come to fruition. Apparently it's not. Um, plans have been put into place that will, despite my objections, um, the youngest of my children will end up going back with his biological father. Then there is the 17-year-old. 
And let's just be real with that one. The 17-year-old had to be removed from my home for a number of reasons. Now, some of, you know, some of it I covered in, in one of the previous episodes where I talked about conversations that we need to have with our children early on. Um, but it was a collection of things. You know, he is 17 and has decided that he's an adult and he can do what adults do. But he doesn't really want to deal with the adult consequences that come with his actions. And I don't give a shit personally if he was 17, 18, or 19. If you reside in my home and you not, you know, you're one of my children, you still have to abide by the rules of my home. Hell, even if you're not one of my children, if you reside in my home you and it's my house, you have to abide by certain rules. Now, yes, those rules are a little bit more lenient as you get older. However, if you are a 17-year-old who has been in trouble with the law on more than one occasion and continues to get yourself in trouble with the law, I am not going to be so overly trusting to allow you to just rip and run and do what you want to do. And at no point should you be ripping and running and I not see you for three to four days. You know, and as he was coming to find out, you know, at 17, you're not an adult in Missouri until you fuck up. Until you do something wrong, until you do something illegal, then you're an adult. But you can't buy cigarettes, can't buy alcohol, can't even vote yet. You're only an adult in the state of Missouri at, at 17 when you break the law. Then they charge that ass as an adult. Till then, in every other aspect of your life, responsibility for you falls to your parents. And in this case, that would be me. Now, I knew that I was moving next month anyway with this particular situation. I knew that guardianship of my teenager was not going to come anytime soon because in the last court hearing I had, the judge outright told him she refused to discuss me taking guardianship or anyone else taking guardianship of him if he could not abide by her rules, i.e. pass a damn drug test, not get arrested anymore, not break curfew, the legal curfew or your parents' curfew. You know, finish a drug treatment program, do something to finish high school, whether it's actually finishing high school or getting your GED, which the GED was being worked on. So, and I and originally I might have been a little bit more willing if he would put in the effort to do what he was told so that we could approach that step. I would have been more willing to wait a little bit longer. However, it became abundantly clear that he was just not going to abide by anybody's rules. You know, he continued to want to break curfew and always had some stupid ass excuse for it. And he, and really the only real reason for it was he didn't want to be here when I told him to be here. He wanted to be here when he wanted to be here. And that's not convenient for me because that's not how my house operates. Um, we reached a point where the discussion was had and you know he mentioned one of his little friends wanting to get an apartment together which for multiple reasons i thought that was a bad idea but that that would be his choice but that also led to the question of dude we're supposed to be moving she ain't moving with me to arizona damn it so how y'all think y'all get an apartment so ultimately there was some fear on his end about the idea of leaving st louis because this is all that he knows sort of and apparently all he wants to know and that's fine 
but at that point it's like okay and then when we got into him having the issue with my supposed femininity um it just became abundantly clear that it was time for me to set him up or you know for better somewhere else which i attempted to do i called his worker last month at the beginning of the month or you know right after his court hearing and let her know you know you need to start looking for another place for him to go whether that be independent living or another foster home i don't really give a shit but he needs to move on because i'm going to leave st louis and i want to be gone and since he does not want to come with and I am not, even if he did at this point with his behavior being the way it was, I'm not really willing to wait around to take guardianship of him. It's, but the least I can do is make sure that, you know, he has some form of opportunity at being, you know, having a halfway decent life, right? Well, then we reached a breaking point of, keep in mind too, he was on his last straw in my home anyway. And I have a thing. I am a man of my word. And, you know, his mother had asked, you know, basically she implied that she did not know how to raise him to be a man because she's not a man herself. She needed someone else to do it. And since I'm the one that is taking care of him, that would fall to me. Fine, dandy, whatever. Well, here's a lesson for him as a man. As a man, as a man, not a boy, not some variation of, of word, not a negative, you know, as a man. We need to be able to stand on our own word. If you say you're going to do something or you're not going to do something, do it or don't do it. Therefore, the last time that we had a very big issue here in my home where he decided that it was okay for him to leave my home without permission and it was okay for him to stay out of my home without permission and I not know where the fuck he is or even if I know where he is, I didn't tell him he could stay there, right? He was warned. This is your absolute last strike. If you violate the rules of my home again, you will be removed from my home. Because you're older and you think you know better than me. You think that you know more about the world than I do and you are only 17. And honestly, you haven't even had a hard life. It's not like he's some of my other children who are dealing with years of trauma compounded upon by being bounced from home to home or no shit like that. No, you've been in two fucking homes your entire life. Your mama's house and my house. Because unlike my other children, he didn't bounce around in the foster system. When he was placed in the foster system the first time, he was placed in my home. And I returned him to his mother per court order. When he was brought back into care again because of his own behavior, he was not brought in due to neglect or abuse unlike all of my other children no he was bought in because of his own damn behavior and his mother could not control him she could not make him go to school she could not make him stay at home she could not make him stop breaking the fucking law he caught an attempted burglary charge now he's here so he's only ever been in two places and he blames his mother for him being here but will not take the blame for the fact that he's the one that went out and broke the law repeatedly Along with his twin brother, but still, I didn't, I didn't have to deal. With, I didn't have to deal with the fucking twin, and I'm glad I didn't. I dealt with him, and my thing with him was, I'm going to honor my own damn word, because if I back down from my word, and I've already told you that if you do this again, you have to leave my home. If I back down from it, you're going to continue to do that, and he has a pattern. 
you know, when he starts getting, you know, a threat of severe punishment, he starts making promises. Oh, I'll do better. I'll come home when you tell me to come home. I'll stay at home. I won't go anywhere. Blah, 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 blah. All of this bullshit. Because I can already tell you how that would go. As far as the promise of, well, I'll just stay at home. I'll just go to work and come home. I won't do nothing else. That's a lie because within two days, you're going to break that rule. This has been proven previously. You make that promise. You can't abide by that promise because you can't find a way to entertain yourself that involves sitting the fuck still. And no, he's not entitled to play my video game systems because they're mine. And I don't fucking trust my kids with them. And they're mine. They're in my room because that's how I relax. Now, here's the thing, though. He was working. All this money he blew on all the other random shit. He could have went and got himself a cheap Xbox One or PS4, whichever he prefers, or a Nintendo Switch. I think he would lean more towards PS4, but whatever. You could have bought that. now, And I could have bought him one if he was behaving. That could have been a birthday present if he's being respectful to the rules of my house. But around his birthday, he disappeared for four days. So, no, that, that wasn't happening. Ultimately, we reached a point where when he decided one more time that after I directly told him he was to be home by 10 o'clock that night, like I distinctly saw him trying to pack a bag and, and I told him, no, you need to be home. He decided not to come home. I decided it was time for him to go. I put in my notice and I gave them a full two weeks because they were adamant about what well, we need two weeks to try and find him a place to go. Problem is with the long laundry list of behaviors that he has. And then after I put in my notices, when we got the notice about him having a charge about abuse against minors, specifically sodomy against a minor under 14 or something along those lines. He said the glue girl was 12, so we'll just go with that. So... He's hard to place. Hard to place in any foster home, even when they upgraded his level to make him no longer a traditional level, which, side note, for those that don't know, at least in Missouri, there are different levels of care depending on the needs of the child and the behaviors of the child. Traditional level is just the level they all come in as originally, and then it goes up based on their behavior. There's like three more levels above that. There's level A, level B, and then therapeutic. Therapeutic being the highest and the highest paid, but the children with the highest needs. I don't know where they upped his level two at this point, but it should have been up a long time ago. God damn it. Um, they couldn't find anywhere to, to place him. No foster home, even after they upgraded his level to one of the elevated needs, none of the foster homes were willing to um, none of the foster homes they call were willing to take him on, on up the way. So therein lies a quandary for them and then of course they called me and I'm like no, 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 no. My word is my word and I told y'all y'all had two weeks. So when I hit two weeks, it was two Mondays ago and I gave them until that Tuesday morning. I said, Tuesday morning, 8 a.m., you need to have him out of my home. Reason being, he's gotten disrespectful. Not to the point where he can say anything to my face because he doesn't have the balls. He talk a lot of shit through a text message, though. A lot of shit through a text message. So, and ironically, the night before he was set to leave, while he's at work, I get a text message. Same song and dance. Do I really have to leave tomorrow? 
And can I just stay until, you know, you leave here? Why can't I stay? Did I do something wrong? Did you do something wrong? Let's pull out the fucking laundry list of shit you've done wrong. How about the fact you can't obey simple rules of the household? How about the fact you don't clean in, in the damn household, which is bothering me because I've since discovered just the extent of how little he cleaned in my house. You can make a mess, but you never clean your damn mess. You can't abide by the rule of be home when I tell you to be home. You don't know how to ask permission before you leave my home. Which is why, thankfully, he was never given a key to my home. He had to be let in and out each time. But there were a lot of things that you did. There, your smart mouth ass comments, the way you talk, the disrespectful nature of you is bothering me. And I've hit my point. And then for you to outright defy my rules after I blatantly told you to come your ass home and you decided you're going to go stay with your little girlfriend who, by the way, sidebar on this shit. You know how I mentioned that little sodomy against a minor charge? Well, here's the deal. I've discovered that he has a pattern of not being able to date girls his own age. And now he's of the age of consent. He's 17. Didn't realize this, but the little girlfriend, the one that he claims, at least for the last few months, is actually only 15. She is not of the age of consent. Not as young as the other girl that he let perform and act on him. But still, um, fairly young. And not of the age of consent, so that that's the thing. If ever she wants to be vindictive or her mother wants to be vindictive, not my problem at this point, but still... Anyway, but he supposedly spent the night over her house without my permission, despite me telling him no, because I don't agree with it. I had, hadn't found out about her age. I assumed that they were the same age at the time. But either way, y'all are not adults. Y'all should not be trying to cohabitate in that way. We don't do overnights as teenagers. When you want to do overnights, it needs to be when y'all have y'all's own shit. It is disrespectful to both sets of parents in this case. And it's, you know, because she couldn't come here. I First off, I didn't want to meet the little girl because I didn't think she's going to last a damn long anyway. Secondly, you're not spending a damn night in my house. The only person who can have overnight company in my house is me. And she is not my company. The only other, you know, people that I allow to stay overnight would be children. And none of them have been spending nights at our house because guess what? It's fucking COVID and we just ain't doing it. So, he asked the usual song and dance. Well, can't I just stay? No. And I told him exactly what I said here. I have to stand on my word as a man. I warned you the last time we had a problem that if you continue to give me these problems, if you continue to disrespect my rules, disrespect me and disrespect my home, you would no longer be allowed to stay in my home and I would love you from a distance. Well, he did. He felt some type of way about that. So... We did not part on the best of terms because he chose to be a child, a petulant child about it. Loves to tell everybody how grown he is, but he acts like a petulant child when you hurt his little feelings and can't take any accountability for his own actions. And the fact of the matter is you're leaving my home due to your own actions. You have decided that you are such an adult in your mind that you don't have to do what I say despite living in my home and actually being dependent on me for your own damn well-being. Yeah, you got a little job, and that's cute, but you don't know the first damn thing about paying bills. You don't pay bills here because you're a child. Why would I make you pay bills in my house? And you couldn't even fill out your own damn job application on your own, let alone 
do anything else for your own, you know, sign a lease. You're not old enough to sign a lease. You're 17. Again, you're an adult only when you fuck up in Missouri. So when you caught that sodomy against the minor charge, you were charged as an adult. But in every other aspect, you're a child and you are dependent. In this case on me. Well, I am not willing to continue to be responsible for you when you are out doing things that come back to me because he's stupid and he posted on social media, even though I am not on his Facebook and his Instagram. I can still find out about it. So I find out that you are drinking heavily on Facebook. You're smoking take pictures with guns and you post it all over Facebook, Instagram, I guess Snapchat and whatever the hell else he got for the world to see. All I gotta do is go look for it. I can find the pictures of him with the guns on Facebook and I'm not even friends on there. I'm not willing to take responsibility for that one because as the judge had pointed out to him, if he had failed another drug test, it brings my license into question because then the state starts asking, how are you doing all these things while living with me? Now, the answer to that, and I can answer it for whoever the fuck asks, is he don't do it in my house. He does it anytime he's away from me. But there has to be some form of consequences. And I'm like, you're too old for me to whoop your ass. Well, let me rephrase that. You're too old for me to whoop your ass with a belt. And I'm not going to fight your ass because you're a kid. If I got, if we to the point where I got to fight, I mean, I will beat the hell out of you, but then you got to go. So before we get to all of that, you know, I've already done the consequences with the groundings and the taking of the phone and all that shit. That only works for a limited period of time. And it does not, it's really too late in life for him to understand that actual consequence. So we were at our, you know, the breaking point is what is. And I told him, this this is pretty much how it has to be. I'm like, now you can be you about it, or you can act like the adult that you claim to be and understand you fucked up, and now you have to live the consequences. He chose to be himself, a childish little fucking brat. So I did not hear from him until he started uh, messaging me to ask me had a package arrived for him. Because, of course, he orders shit, even though he knew he had two weeks before he would be moved. He keeps ordering shit and have it delivered to my house. Fine, Danny, whatever. He shit came. I'm not too petty. I wasn't taking it to him because he tried to demand that and I had to remind him, you still the child in this situation and I'm the adult and furthermore, I didn't take you to order shit to my house. So he came and got it. The day after he comes to get it, I get a text message from his worker telling me that he's on the run and asking me if I knew anywhere that he might be staying. Well, Nat, yes, bitch, since you asked, I know several different places that he might be staying. And I gave her a list of the areas that his friends live in because I don't remember the exact addresses. And I don't remember their exact last names. But I know their first names. I know the area they live in. And technically, I know the houses they live in. I just don't know the actual address. And I'm not going to go fucking find out. Not my job. Do your own job. Now, I have not reached out to him at this point because if it was necessary for he and I to speak about the situation, then he would contact me himself. At this point, I guess he's still too much in his feelings or he still feels like he has somewhere to go. And before anyone asks, no, he would not be taken back into my house even if he does call me. I would advise him on how to handle the situation, but he would not be welcome here because ultimately I'm getting ready to leave in a month anyway, so it doesn't fucking matter. 
also i don't want the stress the headache the aggravation okay i have enough going on with my other two children and with my own damn life i don't want to worry about him and his shit so as of now he is currently on the run now he really can't be that damn hard to find because his job is is roughly 10 minutes away from my house but yesterday i get a cop knocking on my door asking does he still live here to which i respond no because as i told his dumb ass worker when he left my house two weeks ago he left my house and i didn't know where the fuck he went because she was supposed to be arranging that. You were supposed to have him out of my house by 8 a.m. You didn't want to answer the phone. And when I started calling you and your supervisor, all of a sudden I get a text message saying, okay, well, this is what we have to do. I sent him a message telling him what he needed to do. And at that point, he had somebody come get him and he left my home and I don't know where he went. And that's not my problem. Am I concerned? Somewhat. He is my kid. I, I still, you know, love him as my kid. But the problem that I foresee with him is he has a lot of things he needs to work through. He needs to work on figuring out who and what he really is. Now, I've seen certain things in him that I can see very clearly where he ultimately will head as far as who he is. But he needs to figure that out just because I see it. And even if I were to tell him, it doesn't help until he figures it out for himself and is willing to admit it. His problem, not mine. Ultimately, he's made a decision now that he has to live with. Because ultimately, right now, since the cops are involved and he already has a juvenile case, he's going to end up back in the juvenile detention center or worse. And I've done my part to help him as best as I could. And since he wasn't willing to accept that, he's in the situation he's in now because he insists that, and he said on multiple occasions that he thinks he grown. Okay. Well now you got to handle big boy responsibilities of figuring out where the hell you're going to lay your head every night. And if you get caught by the police, you know, dealing with the legal ramifications of this whole situation and of the sodomy against a minor charge and all that shit. Okay. But ultimately, the situation with my oldest child is what it is at this point. And if we communicate at some point, that'll pretty much be up to him. Obviously, I will eventually reach out when it takes him a while to do so just to make sure he still breathes. But um, ultimately, these are his life lessons to learn at this point, and he has to learn them. So anyway, moving on. Next point, um, the show itself. Um, I've gotten a couple of uh, questions. So, um, A, I'm going to continue to do the book reviews that I generally do on my website anyway because they are requested or in some cases I am able to sign up to you know review them. But I will continue to do those on here as I get them. It will only cover, you know, reviews that I am requested to do. Um, so if it's just something that I'm reading randomly for leisure, I probably will not review it on here. But for the ones that I got to review for my blog anyway, I mean, a podcast is basically a blog. So I'm going to go ahead and review that on here. I like doing it. It's short. It gives me more material. And it makes it a little bit easier on me because I don't have to type so much. So I will continue to do those. As far as future subjects in other ways go, 
let me address the wrestling thing one more time. First off, wrestling without a crowd bores the shit out of me. Now, I know the WWE has the Thunderdome thing now, and I've seen a couple clips, and that's a little bit better. But I am, as a whole, not very interested in wrestling right now. I find the storylines boring. I find the booking to be shitty. I fucking refuse to. If I'm going to watch AEW, that means I literally have to be watching it with the intent to bury it because it is such a raging fucking shit show. And it is nothing that Tony Khan promised us that it would be. It is not sports-based. It is not anything remotely old-school wrestling about it. It's not wrestling. It is WWE light. It is... It is a company attempting to be WWE without the knowledge of how to be WWE. Even with some people that worked in the higher levels of WWE, they just don't have the entire skill set, production level, all that shit to do exactly what WWE does. And there are some things that are too far for even WWE to do. There are some things that still piss Vince McMahon off. And... You can tell that AEW is a company run by the boys. It is a lot of their stupid-ass ideas that you see enacted on the screen. Shit that should be, you know, fantasy booked in their head in a car ride or a plane ride or a bus ride or something is playing out on our screen. I refuse to watch that shit. Now, not to just bury them because I, I do find them to be an ultimately inferior product and I... Don't see a point where I'll ever be able to watch that unless someone takes over that company that knows what the fuck they're doing and understands what wrestling was. And is not just a mark who never booked anything outside of, you know, apparently some fantasy league booking, which I do fantasy booking. I do online role plays where I am a whole damn booker and have been for 20 fucking years. But guess what, sir? I am not passing myself off as a legitimate booker in wrestling. I will tell you if the shit sucks, though. I'll tell you that I can do better than he can. But I don't have his money. And therefore, don't have that opportunity. Also, if I did have his money... I would still want people that actually understood the inner workings of the business and what truly worked and what made it work. Those are people that I would want working for me as my executive vice president, not fucking Nimrod just dipshits like fucking the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. I'm sorry. And Cody to an extent too. None of them know how to book wrestling. They had an idea of what they thought wrestling should be because they had this idea of how they thought they should be used in previous companies like the Young Bucks. Think that they should have been superstars in TNA and ROH and NJPW. And they're the drizzling fucking shits. Sorry, they suck. If you have to do the same move 20 times in one match and you still can't win the bitch, you suck. Just from a fan perspective. Sorry, not sorry. Kitty Omega apparently books the women's division. Can anyone name the women's wrestlers in, in AEW right now? Go ahead, I'll wait. No, you can't. You really can't. Like, if you know them, it's because you've been a fan of them beforehand. Are they stars in America? No. Are any of their, their women's matches really all that good? Not from what I've seen. There's an advantage to having training programs and developmental territories that AEW has not taken uh, into account. They just wanted to do a show, and they wanted to say, oh, we're going to be competition to the WWE. Newsflash, bitch, there is no competition to the WWE. Sorry to burst the AEW fan base's bubbles. Tony Khan may be... No, let me rephrase that. Tony Khan's father may be worth more than Vince McMahon, 
But that doesn't mean shit if you don't understand how to do what you're doing. Like it or not, Vince McMahon has been doing this for over 40 years. He's been a promoter for over 40 years at this point. He turned that company into the face of professional wrestling. Good or bad, that's what it is. When people, when you say wrestling to people, they say, oh, you mean like that WWE? Or they'll say WWF, depending on how long ago they last watched. Do they mention AEW? No, they don't know what the fuck AEW is. They don't mention Impact. They don't mention ROH. They don't even mention WCW or the NWA. None of them remember that shit. Now, the old, old-timers will mention the NWA. But, you know, for the average fan that used to watch them, no. They're, they're not tripping off anything else. WWE is wrestling. Sorry to say. And nobody's going to, even with a billionaire backing them, they're not going to really be able to match what WWE does as a brand. So the goal should have been to be fucking different since they don't have that goal, even though they said they had that goal. And they said stuff like, well, we're not going to hire every WWE reject, yet every single fucking person that's been fired from WWE apparently gets a damn AEW contract. Zack Ryder's there. Rusev's there. I don't give a shit what their names are over there. I'm going to go by what I know them as. Your fucking world champion is a former WWE guy. Your first form, you know, your first world champion was a former WWE guy. No one, y'all haven't managed to make any homegrown talent and actually have them do anything. Oh, your mid-card ch- title, the fucking TNT title, the TV title, whatever the fuck you call it, is held by a fucking black hole of charisma. I'm sorry. Point of the matter is, I'm not really in the mood to do wrestling reviews. Now, again, you know, if you're one of the people that are either donating on my website or you're donating, you know, from Anchor to support the podcast, then yeah, I might be a little bit more willing to take on individual shows. And honestly, at this point, if you really wanted me to review wrestling shows, rather than making me torture myself by watching the current shit, I'd rather do reviews on older shows, good, bad, or indifferent, and, you know, just review what I see from there than I would to have to sit and watch hours of modern wrestling. Monday Night Raw is three hours. SmackDown is two hours. I don't fucking know how long AEW is. It feels like it's an eternity. NXT is two hours. And now I would almost be willing to watch NXT. Almost. But, you know, it's just one of those things where I'm not... I don't have the energy to go actively seek it out. But I'd probably be more willing to watch it than any of the other programs. I have not heard or seen anything that's going on in wrestling that makes me want to sit down and watch an entire episode and then have to review it. That is just my personal preference. Now, again, for those that choose to donate to help keep the upkeep, uh, of the podcast then you know with each donation you make i will allow a suggestion for a podcast episode and you know you can send me suggestions regardless and i reserve the right to take the ones from people not necessarily donating but are listening at least i will take suggestions at any point in time and if there's enough interest then i'll consider it but i won't do it on a weekly basis i'm not jim Cornette, damn it i can't subject myself to that shit every fucking week every once in a while maybe and you're pushing it with aew honestly if if you're asking me to review aew it's because you want me to shit on their product and i'm going to and most of wwe to be fair is boring as fuck to me as well 
So I will probably shit over most of that. But at least there's a few gems in WWE that I can find and 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 theoretically latch onto and actually like. Whereas with AEW, they're in the goddamn thing left in that company I like. I thought very highly of Cody when that company started. And now I think he's as fucking stupid as the Young Bucks and Omega. Sorry, not sorry. So I would prefer to limit my interactions with interviewing the rest there or reviewing the wrestling shows but if forced to i can do so and i may have to bring in some guests to help review those shits because i'm just going to shit all over the product and i guess y'all might need an alternative opinion that might not be so harsh on it so that's that um of course we will venture back to certain other topics um, in the future. So the Fuckboy Chronicles is an ongoing thing. When we have more stories to tell, I will redo another episode of that. Um, there will be more tales from the fostering end. Um, there will you know, be a little bit of a delay because I do have to move and um, I do have to get relicensed in Arizona when I move there and I don't know what exactly that process will be. Um... But when once I am, you know, once I've taken a break, once I've gotten relicensed, and once I've, you know, started taking kids in again, of course, we'll see how how different is Arizona from Missouri. I know a couple of things that have come out because of COVID that I wasn't particularly fond of, such as telling me that I had, well, apparently Arizona told those kids, those foster parents, they had to send the kids to physical school if the option was there, and I don't think they would like me very much if they tried to force me to do that one. I am okay with doing virtual schooling which for my little one here that i still have is going well um but we'll see how that changes and how um if what's different what's the same um how broken their system is i mean the national foster care system is in general fairly broken but i imagine it's worse in some states than others and we'll get to see once i'm there and settled in and have gotten relicensed and all that how much different it is and how much worse or better it is but I'm going to go ahead and wrap up this show because it's already been a little longer than I intended to. So as usual, if y'all want to send me um, suggestions for future show topics, you know you can send those. Um, I have my website at dracosden.com. Use that contact us form and you know let me know what your suggestion is. Or you can send them to me on um, social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at dracosden. Um, and also, you know, again, yeah, I do like, I appreciate those that do help and donate to keep the show going. You can, you have two options. You can either donate from anchor if you prefer, or if you just want to do a quick one time, um, donation, then you can do that, um, on my website and it'll donate to my PayPal and I still use it to keep the show going. So that is what it is. I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up now. And um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up and let everybody go. And I'm going to go wind down and apparently answer my phone that keeps going off in the damn background. Talk to you guys later.